Hey guys, if you like listening to us, um, you can follow us on Twitter or email us. Follow us on Twitter at writer, W-R-T-R, bagel, B-A-G-E-L, basket, B-S-K-T, on Twitter, or email us, writersbagelbasket at gmail.com. We want to hear from you. We want to know what you want to do. Submit fan art. Submit a logo. Do anything, because we want to hear from you. And if you have show suggestions, email them. Hi-ho, Silver! And away! It's public domain, so I can use it. <sighs> we watched the we watched the Lone Ranger. It's in the basket. Writer's bagel basket. Tear me apart, Lisa! You want to be a farmer? Here's a couple of acres. Sorry, Jeff. You lose. It was Professor Plum. I said Plum. The men you seek think you are dead, Kimosabe. We're gonna pass to the start of the Bernoulli Convergenator. If he puts the car in fifth gear, he can jumpstart the whole thing. We don't have to be mean. Because, remember, no matter where you go, there you are. Hi, welcome to Writer's Bagel Basket. I am Scott Kurland. Summer Flopbusters continues. If you are new to the program, because we actually got a lot of new listeners, thanks to the Bill and Ted episode, and uh, our friends at um, several other podcasts, including Jukebox Zeros, and uh, there's a, a few other ones. If you want, if you want to mention, you have to retweet me saying "mention me on the podcast" and I'll do it. You know who you are. There's like five of you. So, uh, summer flopbusters continues. If you're not familiar with Writer's Bagel Basket, we watch nostalgic shows and movies that were kind of great when we were younger. We watch them again. Do they still have that same feel? And then we watch stuff that is like in the zeitgeist. So, my co-host, uh, this is his second podcast. If you listen to No Refunds, which was uh, my co-host Dwight, it's his other podcast. He w- is on the Summer Movie Draft. Do you want to introduce yourself? Hi, my name is Derek Brown. <laughs> hey, Derek. So, you you wanted to do this. You wanted to do The Lone Ranger. I, I did. Out of the, what, three or four you gave me? I gave was, you a list of six. Was it six? Yeah. I apologize. Out of the six you gave me, this was the one that I had seen, enjoyed, and figured I'd be able to watch again. The, the list that I gave you, because we're not doing them, I can say what we won't be doing. So Battlefield Earth, Baby's Day Out, which is weird because I'm actually friends with the director who directed Baby's Day Out. <laughs> Patrick Reed Johnson, shout out to him. Um, oh, what else did I have? Um, I think you said Waterworld. No, no, Dwight was always doing Waterworld. Oh, right. um, Green Lantern, I know I said that one. Yep, yeah. Um, there was probably five other Ryan Reynolds movies that came out in summer that... Oh, The Changeover. Yeah, yeah that was another one. Um, so, yeah, it was mainly Ryan Reynolds movies. And then I was like, do you want to do The Lone Ranger? Oh, I said The Shadow and the Phantom. That's it, yeah. And you're like, uh... None. <laughs> none? But Lone Ranger sounded like the best. I saw it in theaters when it came out and didn't really think there was as many problems with it as I generally have now. I but still okay. like it. It's it's terrible, but it's so bad it's good. Like, it, it's fun. I'll give it that definitely. But it there are holes, and we'll get to it. 
Well, of all the films that that we are doing this summer, for Summer Flopbusters, this is the one that has had the most problems since Waterworld. And let's find out what they are. So, a little backstory on The Lone Ranger. What happened when a studio, director, and stars behind the Pirates of the Caribbean series tackle one of America's oldest serials-slash-comics? Well, you get The Lone Ranger. In the summer of 2013, The Lone Ranger hit theaters on July 3rd, which should have been the biggest movie of the summer of 4th of July weekend, debuted at number 2 right behind Despicable Me 2. Why did this happen? Well, there are several factors. The first being that in the movie's development, it went into development hell for the better part of a decade, starting out at Columbia, going to Universal, and ultimately ending at Disney. Uh, then Johnny Depp was cast as the Lone Ranger's sidekick Tonto. And then on top of that, he was given top billing over the titular Lone Ranger. And then on top of that, there was a ton of backlash from the Comanche Society of America, which had huge issues with Johnny Depp being cast as Tonto. So then what happened when they actually cast the Lone Ranger? Army Hammer from the social network took the reins, but he had never been in charge of being the lead of a film. That is trouble number five on this list of a hundred problems. Then the film was released, and the reviews were less than stellar, and it was believed that the film critics had written their re reviews five months before even seeing the movie. Though it was hard to prove, it did seem to be the case, because the reviews did not match up with any of the plot details, performances, or what have you. And that's what happened with The Lone Ranger. So thanks for listening. No, I'm just kidding. So let's talk <laughs> about The Lone Ranger. Yeah, all of that stuff happened. And on top of that, um, originally Tom Wilkinson was cast, was not cast, keep hitting Derek's mic, sorry That's about okay. that. Uh, uh, Tom Wilkinson was not cast originally. Originally, Dwight Yoakam was cast um, to be uh, uh, William F Fincher's um, foil, question mark? Yeah. Um, but they said that that gave away. So... Spoilers, if you haven't seen the movie. <laughs> the twist is that they're brothers. Yeah. And Disney was worried that because Dwight Yoakam looks way too much like William Fickner, that would have given it away too, right too yeah, early. Too early. Yeah. So they fired him, and they still had to pay him $5 million. Ouch. And then they casted Tom Wilkinson. Ah. So... Wow. What, what, <laughs> what did we watch? <laughs> ah, well... It's the most bizarre thing. It really is. They they try to pull a par Princess Bride, and they have Tonto. Eighty years later, how how long later? He had to. Okay, so it was it was it, a long time. It was later. after the didn't Civil they say War. Eighteen sixty six, right? Eighteen sixty six is when the movie took pl place. But when he's talking, it's nineteen thirty three, and they're just building the Golden Gate Bridge. Yeah. So he's what probably like near, a million near a hundred at least. But he's trying, you know, they're, he's telling the story of how he met Kimosabi. The Lone Ranger and Tonto were good guys. I mean, they didn't rub banks. Did they? A good man must wear a mask. Well, because a little boy played by, if you watch um, Speechless on ABC, 
Mason Cook, who plays uh, the son, the one who isn't um, in a wheelchair, um, he plays the other son. Um, Speechless is about a kid with cerebral palsy who has two brother, uh, a brother and a sister, mm-hmm. and the sister's cool and the brother's nerdy. He plays the nerdy brother. Ah, that's him. So yeah. he he looks he looks kind of um like a Chucky doll come to life. Yeah, he looks yeah. like a doll. Yeah, he does. Um, and he's dressed as the Lone Ranger. And that's because this is as I said before when the comics and the serials were coming out. So. Everyone was like Clayton Moore, Lone Ranger, and then Johnny Depp, and the worst red face ever. Oh yeah, it's we we talked about running Zach from Saved by the Bell, and that was less offensive than this. Yeah, definitely. So offensive, so bad. Johnny Depp as Tonto is like, oh, Kimosabi. Sometimes man wears mask, and. That was actually really good, by the way. Thank you. You're, yeah. <laughs> well, it, that's less offensive. Than... Having just watched that, it sounded very, very much the same. I wonder if like the actual Native American actors who were on set when he was doing that were just like, <gasps> yeah. You gotta think they were. You gotta imagine that they were. Well, I mean, it depends on how well they're getting paid. Well, I was telling you that there were so many like actors that they deprived, or like so many Native American actors that they deprived. One of them is actually in this movie. The guy who not the not not the old Indian chief, but the one who brings them in. Oh yeah. That's the guy from Hell or High Water. Right, right, okay. He would have been a great Tonto. Yes. Or Adam Beach from yep. Suicide Squad and yes. um uh Joe Dirt. Oh yeah. He he would have been great. Get a real Native American actor and make Johnny Depp the Lone Ranger. Or just don't put Johnny Depp in. It's Gore Verbinski. He's gonna put him in. Alright. And and this is that Gore Verbinski thing where his movies are so long. Like, I understand the first Pirates movie being two and a half hours long because they thought it's going to be the only one. Pirates movies never sell. Let's just... Go all out. Yeah, go balls to the wall. Where yeah. this one, Westerns were selling. We had True Grit. Mm-hmm. What, why make it almost three hours long? Just in case they never got to do a sequel. Wait a second. They didn't. <laughs> Yeah, no, I really, I don't understand it. And so, when they're going through the story, I told you my biggest problem with this is that it's an origin story. Right. Where the Lone Ranger is never, had never been an origin story. Shouldn't have one. He's just the Lone Ranger. He's... He's a mystic man who just appears and helps people. Yeah, he's a character of public domain. Everybody knows who he is. They don't need to hear his beginning stories. You want to see Batman's parents get killed. You don't want to see Lone Ranger have a brother that never existed and want to bang his brother's wife. Yeah, I mean, I'm okay with having seen Batman's parents once. I don't need to see it again. Same kind of thing. But I understand what you're... Well, okay, so (laughs) to address that, in the first Batman movie, that's great. But when when they made Batman Mask of the Phantasm, they they tackled this in a very tactful way. They don't show him again um, as a little kid and watching his parents get shot. They show him at his parents' grave. How can an animated movie do that better than five Batman movies? It's very easy. They've been doing it for... Years? Uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, how long is the Batman animated series? It's 
however long they were doing it then they wrote everything but Batman mask of better. the phantasm came out like the summer that the first season premiered to just try oh. and get people yeah to try and get the show more hype see i didn't know that yeah um so i'm just saying that that was an origin story where they didn't have to do the origin story and they could have easily did that here yes definitely and army hammer was a great choice but they made him a coward he was such a coward and too much of a goof yeah yeah uh, the only time I laughed is when he got shot and he goes, <gasps> Yep, the girl screech when he gets yep. an arrow to the shoulder. That was, that's where he kind of won me back. Yeah. You're right. He was definitely too cowardly, which a girl screech when our arrow hits you in the shoulder is that's kind funny. of cowardly, but it's funny at the same time. It, yeah. And on top of that, um, Tonto is the Lone Ranger. Yeah. And the Lone Ranger is more like Tonto because um did you ever see the old Lone Ranger episodes? I'm trying to I, maybe as a kid. So remembering them would be So this is what always happens. Like this is every episode of the Lone Ranger. Tonto, I figured out where the bandits are. I will go track them down. You go to town to warn the police. Oh, hello. It's me, Tonto. Get him! And then they beat the shit out of Tonto. <laughs> That's what happened every single time, where this one is like, oh, it's the Lone Ranger. Kick his ass. Kick his ass. Yeah. Bite the curb. Yep. I mean, it's it's really... It's it's because it's 2018. It's role reversals. I mean, they did it in Star Trek, in a darkness, and they're doing it here. And that was actually the same year, too. Well, <laughs> did they do a role reversal? <laughs> yeah, well, they, Spock. Yeah, they killed... But Spoiler I was, alert. They killed Jim, but <laughs> you had five years to see it. Like It's true. Um, but Tonto is... You never really cared for Tonto. Except like, now it's Johnny Depp, so you have so, to. Yeah, but he, he, his makeup is cool, but his performance is offensive. So offensive that's what, and, and terrifying, even, at times. There are parts oh, where yeah. I was like, oh, okay. And he yells way too much. Don't do that. Stop it. Knock yep. it off. Kimusabi. I will say that the my favorite part of the movie was James Badgedale, who played uh, Dan Reed, who right, was right. the Lone Ranger's brother, and then Army Hammer. And then Dan Reed doesn't count. James Badgedale doesn't count because he gets his fucking heart cut out. Oh, yeah. That and, does happen. In a Disney movie. Yeah, but they don't show it, so does it count? Did yes, it, I well, know. Because they I was, talk I was about hoping, it. I was hoping every time something really non Disney like happened, you would just hear. Da, 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 na, na, na. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that would have been good. You just see the the um light uh the pixie dust go over the Magic Kingdom <laughs> every time someone get. Oops, when um, Hooker uh, Helen the Bottom Carter blows up the. Oh yeah. Yep. Helena Bottom Carter has, she was probably on, on this set for what, two days, three days, and she got paid $10 million to be a five-minute cameo, and she's billed third. And the, flop busters, this is why it's a flop. Well, as I, I when I talked to Mallory about Rock of Ages, <laughs> what's his name, Russell Brand in Rock of Ages, is billed third, and he has five minutes of screen time. Yeah. I don't understand why if you have someone talented give them more they should have made her the the um 
the love interest. Like, I mean, if she's billed third, yeah, you would think. But no, ten the, minute. They gave it to Ruth Wilson, which if you don't watch Luther, you would have no idea who she is. Yeah. Like, you have to watch the BBC to understand who this actress <laughs> is. Now, don't hate on Luther. That's a good No, show. I love Luther. I still want uh, Iris Elbow, as I call him, Idris Elba, to be James Bond. Like, yeah, he's James my Bond choice. would be good, or I'd, I'd like him as a Green Lantern. That'd I would like fun. him as Blade. Oh, yeah, I could see that, too. But he can't, because he's Heimdall? Hemdale? Heimdall, yeah. Who He does a good job at Heimdall. Yeah, but him as Blade would have been so cool yeah but then he'd have to hide his british accent at least his heimdall he doesn't really have to all he has to do is the gravelly voice <laughs> that's true <laughs> so what 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 worked what didn't work let's what, what talk didn't cause, work because we have so much that didn't work shouldn't we what, do what worked so then we can take out bagels for what didn't well work? that's at the end we, we go through this beat by beat okay okay what what didn't work uh let's see there there are several plot holes several plot points that like I said, or like you were saying, Helena Bottom Carter, her role was. I, they need. They, they needed. They needed a whorehouse. I understand. They they so, literally needed her for the five seconds in the final, like the beginning of the final fight scene or final action bit. That that's why they needed her. So they you put mean her that in ten minute fight scene. Fifteen. Fifteen, 15 minute. It was, it was fifteen. It was at least fifteen to twenty minutes. Not that it was too long. It was. It was a good action bit. A good. A lot of fun. And, you know, it paid off everything at the end, but it was very long. And it started with her because she's billed third. That's why. Well, she, <laughs> she has a porcelain. No, not porcelain. Ivory. Ivory, she, right. How many elephants died to make that leg? Uh, too many to count? Everyone from Dumbo. Yes. <laughs> or do you remember Bebar? Mm-mm. On HBO? There was oh, a- yes, yes. Yes, that's why. That's how many. In the pilot movie that they made of it, like his family gets wiped out by poachers with a fire. Yeah. Like all these hunters just encompass them and just burn their village down. I just picture that's where all that ivory came from. All of these dead cartoon elephants on her leg. Definitely. Especially because it's Disney, so so that's when they. Yes. I just I hated her scenes. I felt like she was wasted. Wasted and or even just like the money was wasted because you could get so many actresses doing she that. She gave a, she gave like she phoned in her performance. She's like, oh, don't wear a sweet shirt. She's doing like a she's trying to do Mae West, but she sounds more like Paula Dean. Yeah, <laughs> that's like, definitely true. I would have loved for her to go full Paula Dean, like, oh, sweet cheeks, we're making some buttered biscuits. Yes, gotta have the butter. Gotta get lard. <laughs> but yeah, so her phoned in performance that literally could have gone to any other actress was a big problem for me i i had a problem with ruth wilson as, as uh rebecca reed yeah when i i saw the list of actresses as we were watching this i was i was wa- looking through the mdb every actress who was originally like who auditioned they they weren't even like asked if they wanted the role the women who actually vied for this role were way better than her. Who uh, were they? Jessica Chastain was number one. Okay. She was the first one to audition and the first one turned away. And then she made um, The Help. Or, no, no, The Help was after this. was before this. Um, Zero Dark Thirty. Oh, right. Yeah. She made Zero Dark Thirty, Oof. which 
Awesome. Good for her, because <laughs> that got her another Oscar nomination. Um, Abby Cornish from Sucker Punch and yep. um, uh, Three Billboards Outside Ebbing's Missouri. Uh, Lily James from Baby Driver. Right. Yep. Love her. And um, uh, Downtown, a- Downtown Abbey. Downtown Abbey. All of the girls from Downtown Abbey were auditioned. So Lady Sybil... Uh, Jessica Brownlee, Finley, mm-hmm. whatever her name is, yeah. and uh, Michelle Dockery. So all three women from Downton Abbey. And um, what's her name? Oh, my God. Um, not Jennifer Lawrence. Um, oh, J-Law. Not J-Law. Not J-Law. But? But. Um, what was she in? Give me a hint. Uh, uh, Amy Adams. Oh. Uh, American Hustle. Amy, Amy Adams. Yeah, I... She she played Lois Lane instead. That's what she did. Because that came out the same year. Right, right. But she would I feel like she would have been much better. She would have had more charisma. Yeah. Like Jessica Chastain would have been my pick. Yeah. But I love Jessica Chastain. I mean, don't get me wrong. Uh, she wasn't terrible, but she well she was going in and out of her British accent. Yeah. Definitely you you could hear bits of it. You could tell that she was like working so hard on that that Southern drawl, she's like but please come back to me, Dan, y'all. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Governor. Pretty much. She and had moments where it was that accent, which again, I'm not a accent specialist. Like I don't, I don't, I've never been down oh, south. To oh, live. you're not, you're not, you don't go on sets of movies and you get no, paid tons no, of money I to do I accents. I wish I did. That would be awesome. But I can tell you that her accent was... Yeah. You don't want to be that guy from The Simpsons who has to do uh, the Rainier Wolf Castle as Radioactive Man? Up and at them. <laughs> no thanks. Up and at them. <laughs> Up and at them. Up and at them. Up and at them. Better. <laughs> Better. All right. So let's see. What else did we have that was wrong? Oh, everything is wrong in this movie. No, but, not but everything. It is, but it's so entertaining. Like, the, the, the cliches, the whole... Um, oh, yeah. Wait a minute. We're going to be betrayed by one of our guys? I wonder which one it is. What about the fat guy who, you know, has drinks a, a lot. drinks a lot and has a scar across his face? Oh, old Whistlin' Pete? <laughs> or whatever his name was, <laughs> yeah. Collins? Or, yeah, and then the trope of the bad guy having some sort of facial deformity. Yeah, Yeah. That that's just a Western trope. Like, yeah. if you look at any Western... That's true. Um, which, I mean, I guess makes it so that it's a good Western, but at the same time... I think the only Western that didn't do that was Unforgiven. Gene Hackman didn't have a deformity, did he? No, no I don't think so. No, but um, in True Grit, what's his name? Josh Brolin had. Yep. He had the old lazy eye and the stutter and the limp. <laughs> all, they all have to have something. So I guess it, that makes it a good Western, or at least follows the Western. The- uh... It it honestly follows more of the James Bond villain formula, because every James Bond villain has to be deformed somehow. Yeah. And I hated how they did, like, Inspector. They did the Spectre twist here where where um, uh, Cole, uh, Hattius Cole, who's played by Tom Wilkinson, mm-hmm. he's like, my real name is Cavendish, which is uh, William Fickner's character's name. Like, he's the brother. They're like, <gasps> ooh. The Ernst Stavros Blofeld Spectre reveal. Like, like <laughs> And then for the rest of the movie, he doesn't say call me cavendish he no. just goes i'm cole yeah he goes by the he goes by what everybody knows him by yeah but but in that boardroom meeting he should have been like no fuck you my name is cole he really i mean should've. cavendish yep 
that's my brother. Because no one... Because he's walking around in the that's daylight. That's my biggest problem. Is is Everyone that knows this guy... Is a mass murderer who eats flesh, etc. He's a yeah, cannibal, all this stuff. And then they're he's like, he's walking cannibal. out. <laughs> they're walking out in daylight. Yeah. Totally okay well, with it. Because before that, before then, he's like... Before then, he's like, um... I'm gonna I'm gonna find Cavendish and I'm gonna bring him to justice. Yeah, the the people wanted a hanging, like and, so they're gonna hang him. But then, and he, a day later, six you know, no seven one would have been later, great if if Patton Oswalt in a cameo just pointing out the flaw of the movie and be like, wait a minute, <laughs> weren't weren't you supposed to be hung? Did, didn't didn't you want him dead? Yeah. Like like just Patton Oswalt pointing out the flaws of this movie. I think that would have been great. Yeah, yeah. Do you know this was number one on Quentin Tarantino's best films of 2013 list? There wasn't a lot to pick from that year. Zero Dark Thirty, Silver Linings Playbook, fucking Argo. Yeah, but you also had uh, Star uh, Trek Into Darkness. You had um, oh, The Last Stand. Uh, what, what else? Uh, uh, Life of Pi, Lincoln. Yeah. Abraham Lincoln Vampire. <laughs> oh, yeah. There you go. Oh wait, no, that was 2012. So this would have been American Hustle, um, Saving Mr. Banks, Wolf of Wall Street, which we're definitely doing Wolf of Wall Street on the Bagel Basket because that's like an episode of Saved by the Bell. Oh yeah, on I, it totally is. <laughs> I was watching it again. And I was like, okay, he's Zach Morris. Yeah. John Barenthal is AC Slater. Of course, Jonah Hill is Screech. Gotta love Jonah. Um. Uh. Margot Robbie is uh, Tiffany Amber Thiessen, Kelly Kapowski. Yep. And um, Jesse Spano is the mother from How I Met Your Mother. Oh, yeah. And uh, that, that chick in the elevator is Lisa Turtle. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah. So, look forward to that award season, guys. Woohoo. Um, but, yeah, th- th- that was the year of Wolf of Wall Street, 12 Years a Slave. Um, so many better movies to make tarantino's top 10 not the lone ranger which still i love this movie i gave this movie c plus when i reviewed it and that that's a guilty pleasure for me like this film is a guilty pleasure yeah it's fun it's something you can watch and enjoy for the most part there are slow points but oh my god there are so many slow points (laughs) you could have okay this movie is two hours and 30 minutes and you could have cut 45 minutes like like tonto's terrible backstory his how he was tricked with a pocket watch to to rat out the Comanches. It could have been, yeah, that could have been slimmed. It was a good little mini backstory. Do you know how long it is? No, I Let's didn't. Let's play a game of how long you think it was. Uh, was it 15 minutes? It's 25 minutes. Oh, it's 25. Oh, I'm way off. Like, like, all of that stuff with the Comanche from start to finish is about 25, 30 minutes long. Which you probably could have cut out. It could have easily been 10 minutes tops. What's with the mask? What? Tonto told you these things? That's right. Very funny. Tonto's a Comanche. He's one of you. No more. He is a band apart. Yeah. 15. Definitely. I mean, you had to have the whole thing where the war was starting, etc. Well, they yeah. didn't have to be buried for as long as they were. And yeah, Bar- Barry Pepper, there are, i got to count on my fingers and toes how many bad guys. There are five, four, three, four. There's the brothers. There's the two brothers. There's Barry Pepper. Yeah. 
there's the fat guy who gets shot. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he got shot in the beginning. Yeah, and then there's the evil Comanche who gets... The evil Comanche who... Um, and then the, the guy in the dress. Six. Oh, yeah. There's six villains. It, it, easily. And, and they all steal from Pirates of the Caribbean. Like, this felt like Pirates of the Caribbean. There are parts. There are very many things that are reminiscent, which makes sense seeing as it's Gore Verbinski, but... Well, so so he he made this when um, Columbia is like, okay, we're going to put your Bioshock movie on the back burner. You can go make another movie. And Disney's like, you want to make Lone Ranger? And he's like, hell yeah, I do. Yeah. And... and it felt like he was trying to... He cared more about his Bioshock movie that never got made. And he was just like, No what? No one worked in Pirates. Let's just do that again. Yeah. Just on, on dry land and a train. Yep. With with cowboys and Indians instead of, you know, Pirates and it's Gallywags. It's just the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> it's the same thing. Pirates are replaced by Indians. And yep. the um, East India Company becomes, you know, the railroad? Yeah, I think so. Or the U.S. Army? Both? Yeah, I think both. Can it be both? No. No? No, it can't be both. <laughs> it's well, what about if... So East India's... Yeah, that's probably East, more like the Army, I guess? That. Yeah. We're comparing too much. We're thinking too much about that. Because, <laughs> well, they're so similar. That's like, true. Army, Army Hammer is great in this, but he's also terrible. But he's also no Orlando Bloom. I would say he's a combination of, like, Orlando Bloom and Keira Knightley. I mean, he's attract- as attractive, yeah. Because he, he's so pretty. <laughs> he's got the blue eyes, too. He's, he's got the blonde hair and the blue eyes. And I told you that a few weeks ago, Haley and I saw Army Hammer. We were in New York. Yes, and tell this one. <laughs> this is good. So, so we were coming out of a play... <laughs> Because we have the money. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, so <laughs> it's all that podcasting money. Yeah, that doesn't exist. So we were leaving um, the theater, and I was like, "There's a really good dim sum place, you know, on 46. Do you want to go?" And she's like, "Yeah, I want to go get some dim sum." And we're walking by, and there's this giant poster for uh, straight white males or straight white men. His play. And she's like, is Army Hammer performing in a play in New York? I'm like, yeah. So we walk down 46, which has all these brownstone apartments where actors are. And he, we see this guy FaceTime, and we're like, oh, this guy's crazy. We pay no attention to him. And we just hear this voice come out. And I was like, I think that's Army Hammer. And he's like, oh, I see you. You guys look great. And we turn around, and it's Army Hammer. Lo and behold. And... I just want to be like, hey, what's going on? You're super handsome. <laughs> um, but, like, so we started walking away, and I knew it was Army Hammer, and Haley knew it was Army Hammer, and we didn't say anything. And then, like, five seconds later, after we get out of earshot of him, we just mutter to ourselves, that's fucking Army Hammer. <laughs> like, she's like, I thought it was Army Hammer, too. And They geeked out. It's okay. It, he just doesn't want to sound like that oh but. no no we we were like we were trying to we we're like it was him no oh my oh. god it was him mm-hmm. no 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 should have went and took a picture <laughs> that voice though like you can't it, fake that voice it had to have been him it was either him or john ham like yeah those are the only two men who have that voice yeah because definitely. i remember i saw the trailer for uh free fire that one that he did with brie larson where they're in a, a warehouse and it's just a shootout movie 
Sure, that one. I, th- I thought that was John Hamm when I first... And then it said Army Hammer. I was like, oh, mm-hmm. those yep. two should be playing brothers in a rom-com. Makes sense. But, yeah, that's my Army Hammer story. It's a good one. And I was like, I was like, should I go back? You should have. Should I? And been like... Can I please get a selfie? No, I, I would have made him record the opening for this. Oh, that would have been so good. <laughs> oh, my God, Army Hammer. You're the Lone Ranger. Are you doing it on your stupid podcast? <laughs> Welcome to the basket. (laughs) (laughs) You're watching. We're watching Lone Ranger. It's in the basket. The writer's bagel basket. That would have been. That's okay, though. And I would have tricked everyone because it would have said with Derek Brown and Army Hammer. (laughs) (laughs) That would have been so fun. (laughs) It would have been like Helen the Bottom Carter's cameo. Yes. Five seconds long. Compared to the rest of it. Yes. Oh man, I totally should have done that. Oh, uh, that's okay. Next <laughs> uh, time. Next time. Next time I stock Army Hammer. Um yes. so yeah. I he's just charming. He's so delightful. He really is. He almost is too clean for this role. Yeah, that that was another problem. His teeth are too white. If this was like He's too clean shaven most of the beginning at least. Yeah. Even when he's scruffy. He, it's not really scruffy. It's yeah. it's like it's like they took, like, a paintbrush and painted on scruff. Yeah, sir, you're too clean. Can you can you grow scruff? No, I uh, can't. All right, well, I guess we'll have to paint it on. He's just too... He's too good-looking and too rich. You know he's... You know who his uh, great-grandfather is? Nope, tell me. He's uh, one of the heirs to the Arm and Hammer fortune. Oh, that Army makes sense. Army Hammer, Arm and Hammer. Yep, yeah, that does make sense. So... Because they're like, you don't even need to be a movie star, do you? He's like, no, I don't. <laughs> no. But he does really well in a lot of the roles he's done, so I can't complain. And, like, like he did well in this. It's well, just... When the- I first heard he was playing the Lone Ranger, I was like, yeah, that makes sense. Because, like, he's stoic and has a Winkle boss and yep. in social and the network. Writing and, yeah. I thought that he was going to be, like, Clayton Moore. I thought he was going to be, like, the Lone Ranger. He was going to be, like, the stoic character. But no, they made him such a little... Goofball. I was going to say bitch boy, but that yeah, that too. works too. <laughs> um, I mean, it's just uh, it's lazy writing that they were like, well, he was already this in the past, so yeah. maybe what if we do this? Make him a goofball. What and if make they did, did like a vice versa where <laughs> where Derek's knocking over the microphone? <laughs> oh, <laughs> um, still good. Yeah, we're fine. Um, what if what if they did a vice versa where his body comes back, but his soul is his brother? Yeah. So, so he has the character traits of Dan Reed, but the body of John Reed. Yeah, yeah. And then it's not weird when he wants to, you know... Do the things that he's probably going to end up do doing. Going to do with his brother's <laughs> wife. And Oh, that's one thing you pointed out, because his brother is on his deathbed, and he's like... Oh, take, be with yeah. He's take like, care of my wife. She if, always liked you better. She always loved you better, if you know what I mean. It, I, I guess it's a Western thing because Deadwood did the same thing to poor Timothy Oliphant. Yeah, or? Raylan Givens, but Timothy Oliphant. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, did he die in that series? No, no, he didn't die. He's the one who's taking care of his. Oh, that's yeah. right. Yeah, yeah. So he's like, it's the same thing. Like, it's I mean, been. Uh, yeah. 2009 was when it ended. Yeah. Yeah. So it's probably been since then. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. the last time I watched it when it was <laughs> but every Sunday night in the dorm. It's a Western thing, It's I, I guess. Or like, you know, back in the day. Oh, take care of my wife. Like, Well, another guy who was in another Western is um, 
the guy who plays the preacher in this was Seth MacFarlane's dad in A Million Ways to Die in the West. Nope. And you haven't seen it, but nope. but uh, there's a line where uh, Seth MacFarlane just got dumped by Amanda Seyfried, and he's really sad. Of course. And Giovanni Ribisi's trying to cheer him up. He's like, no, I'm not going to go to town. I'm going to hang out with my parents because, you know, they're old, and they're not going to be around for much longer. And the dad farts, and he goes, ow! And he goes, oh, you got the fart needles again? <laughs> Never mind you what I have. Oh, I love him so much! <laughs> like, that guy always just plays a guy trapped in the Old West who yells and swears. Yep. And... Uh, we got to go back to Johnny Depp. Yeah. I don't want to talk. Do we have to? We do, because we still have another 29 minutes of this podcast. And Johnny he, Depp. Well, okay, so if this movie is two and, a half, uh, two and a half hours long, he's about two hours of the movie. At There's least. never a scene without him in it, except when Army Hammer thinks he's doing the right thing by bringing Cavendish back to yes, Tom Wilkinson. Yes, leaving him buried, right. Well, I was thinking about the the um, steak scene, uh, where he's eating the steak on the train. Yep. And he figures out that they're brothers. But even then, he still has like they still intercut him with with Johnny doing Depp. stuff. Yeah. So I mean, and I guess it makes sense. They're paying him the most, and Verbinski loves him. And like at that point, he was the seat give, like seat seller. Like no nobody else was hotter than Johnny Depp at that point. Granted, yeah, he, everyone has soured since then. Well, because this was his second bomb. No, yes. third. Third? Because 2011 was The Taurus. 2012 right, was Dark Shadows. 13 was this. 14 was uh, Mordecai. But they still loved him for, for, the, for what he was in Pirates. I mean, they were. It was, it's, it was basically the tipping point, I would say, this movie was. Because... Like, he was still hot for the pirates, and people still loved him, and girls were still, oh, 14-year-old girls were still like, oh, that 45-year-old, oh, what a dreamboat. Yeah, A whatever. guy who rolls his own cigarettes and doesn't bathe. <laughs> what a dreamboat. But nevertheless, this, this probably tipped You know he smells like patchouli. Probably. This probably tipped it over because of his tasteless role as a Native American when he is... Yeah, but then he had a resurgence because after this, the year after this... I'm trying to remember. Was it Mordecai he did or Black Mass? Yeah, it was Mordecai. And they're like, oh, he, he he's DOA. Because he did this, Transcendence, Mordecai. Then Black Mass. Which, yes, Black Mass was excellent. Well, he got nominated for an Oscar. Yeah. And, like, well, that's one thing I noticed. When, when celebrities get nominated for Oscars, like... The the high praise that they get afterwards is is like a superhero movie. Kind of, yeah. <laughs> because Army Hammer was in Social Network, and from there he got this. Right. That film was nominated for all sorts of awards. So, so after that he he got this, and and like Brie Larson after she won for Room, she became Captain Marvel. Right. It's, so so how did the big prestige end up with being you get your own superhero movie? Or comic book movie, yeah. I don't know. It's Wouldn't kind of, it be you get another Oscar for doing another Oscar-worthy movie? You would think, but I think it's probably just the money that they offer. I mean, Disney throws money at people who they think are great actors. Well, their payday and, goes up when they become an award-winning actor. Right. So they, I mean, so they have to throw the money, but still, Disney has the money to throw. But and other companies like that. But Army Hammer did not make nearly the paycheck, and he is better in this film. 
than Johnny Depp. By and away, yes. But and and the scene that like sells me an army hammer from the very beginning is the one thing you hated. The the fighting, the fisticuffs. Oh no, I didn't hate it. I just it's one of those things where when I watched it the first time I thought it was hilarious and I still think it's hilarious, but to me it's one of those things where it's like I, lo- I don't know how that I ever would have worked. I love old timey fighting. I love the whole putting your fist in front of your face and like rotating. Oh, them. but you're doing it wrong. He was facing them this way. Oh yeah. You can't see this. This is a podcast, but nevertheless. <laughs> but but that that's like the fist that that um in Oh Brother Where Art Thou? That's the yes. fist that the guy made. Yep. And George Clooney is like, ah, you want to fight? And then the guy just clocks him with a cat's paw <laughs> five times. Yep. In the face. Stay out of the Woolworths. <laughs> like, that's how they fought back then. I know. It's just, it's one of those things where, like, looking at it now and then seeing, having seen boxing since then, like, I mean, look at Rocky. Like, you don't see him holding his fist. Like, <laughs> it just, it, it always, it was more of a talking point for me. That I was just like, wow, that is weird. It, but, but it does, it's hilarious I, when I just first pulls it, him up. It, it endears you to him because, so getting into it, John Reed is the new district attorney of uh, Texas. Right. Which they don't even say it's not like Austin, Texas. Like, he's district attorney for all of Texas. Yes. Like, wouldn't you love to see an old-timey, like, law and order? Yes. <laughs> with with, with, with him. Army Hammer. Yes. With Army Hammer. Before he became Lone Ranger. Yes. Yeah. That would be great. Um, But that'd be like old tack piano music doing the, the law and order theme. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. da 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 and then instead of the that gavel noise you'd gotta have something else what would it be gunshots gunshots no it'd be a train whistle yep okay yep. got it <laughs> but Man, yeah so when he pulls up and call up dick wolf <laughs> i know so when he pulls up the fisticuffs he says i fought or i boxed in law school and it's 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 endearing and it's funny and and, and that's just like what he is but also he's also the biggest wimp yeah. Like, he's, he, he doesn't... His biggest problem is he doesn't want to enact justice. By using a gun. By using a gun or by killing anyone. Himself, yes. Um, where where Tondo has bloodlust. Like, all he wants to do is kill the white man. Well, remember, his his people even say that he is broken in the brain. Yeah, so they're saying he's disabled. Yeah. So this is basically an old westy version of Rain Man. That or he's got PTSD. I think they're going for the social commentary on PTSD. I don't know. You have a rich, young, good-looking man, and you have a not-right-in-the-head middle-aged man, and they're on a long journey, and they end up in uh, a gambling facility that's also a house of ill repute. Yep. So it's Rain Man. All right, fine. It's Rain Man. It's Rain Man. It's literally Rain Man. Pirates, Rain Man, what else? (laughs) There's a little scene where it made me think of Lord of the Rings. Imagine Gore Verbinski being like, hey, want to make Rain Man, but with the Lone Ranger and do the same vibe as, you know, Pirates of the Caribbean? Yeah. And Disney's like, yeah, Done. take our money. <laughs> take our money to the bank, sir. Yeah, they don't, still to this day, they don't know the full budget. It, it's estimated between $215 million, million and 275 That's more than or about as much as a Star Wars film. That that's about as much as Solo, but uh, Last Jedi and Rogue. Rogue, Rogue One was two fifty. Was it? I believe so. But it made all its money back. Because it, but it's because of the double director for both of them. Oh, because the second director for Rogue One was Tony Gilroy, yeah. who made Michael Clayton, 
and Ooh, that yep. that guy is an Oscar winning, you know. Yeah, so payday. So huge payday for that guy. And again, guy. Disney throwing money. Yeah, Disney's like, oh, we don't care. We'll just put on a new ride. Yep. You want Tangled? Here we go. You want Tangled too? All right. Well, let's put a pretty new roller coaster. Somewhere. Well, they're building like a Tangled area. Oh, they had. Well, they had a small one. They have a in... small one, but they're building a ride. Oh. Yeah. My wife will be excited. I think they're doing the the lanterns, like the boat lanterns. Oh yeah, that's cool. That's that they're a good gonna idea. do like, at night. Like a, it's a small world type thing with the lanterns. I think. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, because they're getting rid of it's a small world. That's what. <gasps> How could they? When we when we went to Disney, we waited in line. Everyone's like, "You have to go on the Peter Pan ride," and I never went. And my my wife had never been to Disney. Period. Yeah. Um. But I've never been on the Peter Pan ride. I, I used to I go all the either. all the time. My favorite ride Maybe was. I did. It replaced Mr. Toad's, and that was my oh, favorite okay, ride. Right. So, we waited in line for an hour and fifteen minutes, and then we actually get on the Peter Pan ride, and all it does is it just takes you up in the air like you're flying and then brings you back down and we go that was it yep that was it (laughs) it's very upsetting so that that could be like a metaphor for this movie that was it yeah that's what happened it took us in the air and then we were back down on the ground the problem is that right up in the air took a lot longer than it should have that that ride in the air is two hours and 30 minutes. Maybe I should just start changing how long it was. That movie was two hours and 35 minutes, and by the end, it was four, four hours, hours long. <laughs> <laughs> it was basically an extended version of Lord of the Rings. But uh, those are fun to watch. Also, can you even recall any quirky character trait about the main, main villain, not even Cavendish? Like His lip. No, no. His oh, brother, no. I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah. He's he's the he's oh, the main the villain. Right. Cavendish that's true. is the the red herring villain. Right. Ah, uh, like quirky. No. He's, no, he's boring. He's boring. He he's just wants silver. Greed. And, yeah. And that's what we were saying. Another Western thing, which isn't a problem. I have no problem with westerns. So don't tweet me. But I I love westerns. I love we're westerns as well. No, I know. <laughs> no, uh, but you can find them at. No, please don't. Uh... No, it's not a problem with Westerns. It's just that this one, like, I felt like it could have been so much more, seeing as it's Disney, and, like, he's just so one-dimensional, which, I don't know. He's the classic, you know... I mean, you have six classic villains. They're all the same thing. Except for, well, no, not the the army guy. He's, like, a villain, but he's more like, well, Well, I'm a victim of circumstance, so I have to follow them. His character is exactly like the guy who was originally supposed to marry Elizabeth Swan. Yes. Uh, Jack Davenport plays him, but... Yeah, I uh, couldn't remember off the top of my head. But that's who his character is. Yeah. And Barbosa is supposed to be Cavendish, but then Barbosa ends up being Cole. Cavendish, yeah. Cole Cavendish, yes. It's so confusing. It's so... it doesn't make sense because I was just waiting for Gore Verbinski to just pop his head and be like, hello, Gore here. I know you want to see, you know, the Lone, the Lone Ranger. <laughs> so why don't we just, you know, cliff notes. He's boring and wants money. He's a cannibal and he wants money. The army guy is mad that he killed a bunch of Native Americans. Okay, resume movie. Basically, bye bye. That's like, it. That That's what he should have done. I, I would have loved for him to do, like, the Bugs Bunny where he lifts up, like, the screen. Or even do that as, like, a not an extended, but, like, like if you listen to the commentary, I'm sure there's probably something like that. Because that's basically what it is. 
and and they do they there's so many red herrings. They yes. should have called this movie the Lone Ranger Red Herring. Yes. Because uh, Cole ends up saving Rebecca Reed because the guy is about to kill them. Uh, the fat guy, old Whiskey Pete, as I was calling. Yeah, Whiskey Whiskey Whistler Pete, whatever it was. Yeah. Um, and Cole shoots him dead and then saves them. And they're like, oh, you saved us. And then he, you know. But he's he's shadowed. You don't tell that. I mean, you can, you, you can guess tell that it's, it's him. him. Yeah. Who else like would a, have a bowler cap, a big bushy beard, and a pocket watch? Uh, the other guy from the railroad? Well, regardless, <laughs> regardless, someone from the railroad saved them. Like, yes, so one of, one of those two saves them, and it's he's shadowed, which is foreshadowing, because it's like, oh, It's literally foreshadowing, yes. <laughs> because he's in the shadow. Correct. And... And the whole movie, like, I, w- I wish Johnny Depp called him out, called Army Hammer out on the, we need to save Rebecca. We need to save Rebecca yeah, and Danny. Yeah, he was really. And Johnny Depp is like, uh, Kimusabi, isn't that your uh, brother's wife? Yeah, so? Oh, I see. <laughs> yeah, some- I mean, just something. Like, <laughs> I would have loved for him to do the thing from The Simpsons. Oh, woohoo. <laughs> hubba, hubba. <laughs> yeah, something like that. I mean, he calls him out on yelling "Hi Ho Silver" away. That but he won't call him the, out on on wanting to, to bang his brother's widow. Save, and then bang. Yeah. yeah. Yep. No. 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 Well, well. There's the scene on the horse where he he throws her off the train and she lands on Silver, and then he jumps on, and then she slaps him, and then they start making out. They're yep. like boning on a horse. Basically, that's the T-shirt. But They're it wasn't boning on a horse. That <laughs> That's the tagline on the bottom. Well, we we've been coming up with with t-shirts. Dwight came up yep. with, "Thanks for having me on your podcast." Yeah. And I came up with, "I forgot this was the Alzheimer's episode." <laughs> <laughs> um. So, and then they are boning on a horse. Yep. Is the other one. Those are some good t-shirts. But, but their their attraction. Okay, their chemistry. Ruth Wilson and Army Hammer is bad. Yeah, I mean, but it's, well... She has no chemistry with anyone in this movie. She has better chemistry with Luther, but True. that's besides the point. But, no, um, but yeah, no, she doesn't. When she they kiss, doesn't. they might as well be cousins up there. I mean, they kind of are. They're kind of brother and sister. But, like, they, they at least start it in the beginning. Like, it's not something that never, like... They didn't, well, they uh, made it clear that originally they dated, or, yeah. or and he or, went to law school, and she is like, "Oh, your brother's here. He's he's a general substitute." And then the brother's general like, substitute. "I gotta live with this every damn day." <laughs> well, especially seeing as he moved back, like he, I'm sure she didn't talk about him as much until, "Oh, your lawyer brother's coming back. Gee golly!" And who wouldn't? Okay, so the kid. Oh, I God, hate this kid. kid. Yeah, he was pretty bad. This kid played young Kyle Reese in, in Terminator Genesis. This kid, all of his words and how he talks is like this. And I just wanted to punch him right through the screen. And yeah. granted, I know he's 11 years old, but I still want to punch the kid right in the Yeah, I mean, he just a bad choice. And then, like... But he doesn't even understand the concept of how an uncle works. Right, or even... I mean, I guess he didn't really know that he had an uncle until... But, but he's told... By well, by both of them, this is your uncle, and he's still a douchebag to his uncle. Like right. if I found out I I had like a another long fam- lost uncle, I'd be like, oh my god, where's all that money that you owe me for birthday presents? Like, exactly. Like, 
and and he turns on his uncle when when Cavendish reveals to be a bad guy because Cavan Cavan or Cole when he finds out Cole's a bad guy because that guy gave him a model train. Yeah, he's definitely his his uh, morals are a little bit in question there. Ooh, I got a train from that guy. Maybe I should listen to what he says. Yeah, he's, he's my dad now. Yeah, he's my dad. Oh, now, that's basically. one thing that Cole says uh, to Rebecca and Danny is like. Well, I always wanted to have a family. Will you be my family? Yeah, it's really... It's, they, they should have called this movie Everyone Wants to Bang Ruth Wilson. It's There's creepy. the t-shirt. There's another one. There's two. We've got two. It's a creep fest. It really is. It's, I mean, the only one who didn't want to is Tonto. And he's not right in the head. Didn't he, though? Well, <laughs> like, he's not right in the head, so... I don't see what the big deal is. My, my crow on my head is more sexier than her. Yep, pretty much. Like... There are hookers in this town, right? Yeah. Well, see, no, he, he didn't want to bang her because he had that the hooker. Oh remember? yeah, the hey, the, re- the rebel Wilson <laughs> hooker. Yes, you definitely thought that was Rebel Wilson. Yeah, I was like, is that a Rebel Wilson? Because it would have made sense. She wasn't that big at this time. Yeah, before it's, before she was famous. This was literally like four months before uh, Pitch Perfect came out. Oh, so. I love that one though. That one's good. See, that could have been on the top of his list. Uh, yeah, because, because Tarantino loves acapella. I think he does, secretly. They don't show any feet in that movie. <laughs> hey, that's why he made... Oh, Hateful that's Eight. why he loved this movie so much, because they show Helen the Bottom of Carter's foot. Done. <laughs> there we, we go. solved it, everybody. We should that, do... That should be another podcast. Why does Tarantino love this movie? Does he release a list a lot? Like, does he tell he, a lot? Most, most of the movies he loves are either foreign or crime movies or westerns. Or, like, you know, samurai movies. Like, he loved the nice guys. Right. There's this movie called Big Bad Wolves. Well, which... no, no, no. We need to do it on the other podcast. We're doing. We're giving away the whole podcast that we're doing next. Okay. <laughs> oh, we're creating this podcast? Yes. Tarantino's Loves. Or something like that. Playing footsie with Quentin. Yes. Perfect. That's, that's what it is. <laughs> oh, Lord. Uh, all right. What else was wrong with the movie? Everything uh, is wrong with this movie, but there are so, things that are so right. Like the scene with the the Comanche nation. Yes. Which uh, which scene with the Comanche? There's like three. three when they ones. bring okay, when they bring them back, because we already talked about when we find out that Tonto in the twenty five. Oh, minutes. I see. I thought that was part of that was hilarious. Like when they're when they're. So a lot of it can be cut, but the part that I was thinking when you said like when you said them was when uh, they're talking to Army Hammer about. No, that uh, scene should stay in, yeah, where, where there's hilarious. the miscommunication. Yeah, that's one of the ones that, that works for me. Right, but them. when he tells the story of Tonto right, being tricked by the the white man for a pocket watch in the fire water, or yeah, whatever. Yeah, they, that can go Because don't they say fire water or something like that? They uh, offer, Maybe, I, th- I think so. Because I remember being like, no. But no, when they bring back the, the Comanches who left, they come back to fight, and when Barry Pepper right, that murders the, the chief, yeah. but the way he does it is he looks like he's horrified, and then he's like, yeah. Yeah, it's, like, there are, yeah. But no, that, like, I think every scene with the Comanche Nation was great. Barry Pepper. Huge problem for me in this movie. He was. Huge problem, because his character didn't need to exist. And he had no moral, like, compass had, at all. It wasn't that he didn't have a moral compass. Oh, that because bugs me. Well, no one in this movie had a moral compass That's except true. for John Reed, except for the Lone Ranger. Well, no, yeah. No, all of the bad guys don't have a moral compass, but his was like when he found out that Cavendish was still alive, Bat Butch Cavendish. Yeah. Um uh he he pulls the gun on him 
And he's like, well, I killed all these Indians, and they're going to be mad at me, and these guys are going to offer me money, so now I'm bad again. Yeah. That, that, that doesn't make sense. You're... <laughs> no, it just makes you a coward. <laughs> the American military does not come off well in this film. No. Neither does the railroad. The which, railroad. I mean, like, oh, that, that line that Tom Wilkinson says to uh, the kid, to Danny, and he's like, you see, whoever controls the railroad, Danny, controls the world. And I said to you, what about when they invent airplanes? Damn right, brothers. Or what about boats? Uh, yeah. Who, what Better about, boats. Yeah, boats are... Shouldn't it be whoever controls the sea controls? I mean, yeah. Because you can only control... It should be, like, whoever controls the railroad controls America. But right. he says the world. Yeah. So he's wrong. Yeah. Also, his beard is ridiculous. Yeah. Was it real, you think? No, it was fake. That's was a it? fake beard. I thought so. The mustache was real, because if you look at it, the mustache is white. Yeah. But the, the beard was like brown. Black, yeah. And, uh... Uh... The train set looked exactly like the train set from Back to the Future Part 3. It did, yeah. And... I was just waiting for a DeLorean. <laughs> uh, oh, there, there's one scene where, where Tonto sounds like Christopher Lloyd. Um, oh, what does he say? Uh, it's when he yells um, when um, when Army Hammer gets shot with the arrow and he screams. Oh, yeah. And he screams, too. He sounds like he's like, Ugh, oh, yeah. Marty! I give it to you. Yep, that's true. Yeah. Like... Tonto isn't Tonto. I grew up loving the Lone Ranger. I even had, there was this Lone Ranger costume set that I had, that I wore for Halloween one year. Yeah. It came with like a silver bullet and you would put it into the gun and you would spin it mm-hmm. and then it would make the popping noise and you would wear the mask and it wasn't like the fake mask. It was, the, it was actually the fancy on, one. Yeah. The fancy one. And it was the white hat. And this destroyed that for me. This destroyed my love of being the Lone Ranger because yeah. of Tonto. Well, that's why no kids ran around that Halloween being Lone Ranger. One, okay, that's not true because I went to a Comic-Con oh. and there was a kid, a teenager, dressed as Army Hammer Lone Ranger and his girlfriend was Tonto and they looked great. They did win a costume contest. Okay, well, I so, give up then. So one person. <laughs> one, so one person did. One, no, but it was a kid at a Comic-Con. It wasn't Halloween. Like, that's what... Well, it was it was the end of October, beginning of November. Oh God, man, why do you I, have to? All right, okay. Yeah, I'm sorry. It was rock and shock. <laughs> like all my hypotheticals are going out the window. It was super mega fest. That's okay. what it was. It all wasn't right. rock and shock. But um, j- there's there's just like the Lone Ranger to me and my family. Like my dad and I always watch the Lone Ranger. This is an iconic show to me, and I got so excited for the movie, and I was. From the beginning, I was excited when it starts with with him and the Lone Ranger robbing a bank. Yep. I was like, yes, that's because awesome. they start to play the da 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 the William Tell Overture. Yeah. And then they stop. And I'm like, what the hell? Where's the William Tell Overture? Where's the, where's the Lone Ranger theme? And we don't hear it Until for the very two end. and a half hours. No, five like two and hours a half hours. hours. <laughs> was it like four hours? <laughs> Twenty hours later. Um, but that's what redeems the movie. Like I was. I was upset for maybe 45 minutes in the middle of the movie, and then that 15 minute... I think it's an hour. It's definitely an hour when it was in the middle of the movie. Yeah. But... For an hour of the movie, I was pissed off because, like... He's not the Lone Ranger. He's, he's not, the Lone, not Ranger. the Lone Ranger. And then, as soon as they get into that final scene where Helen the Bottom Carter blows up the the, um, the nitrogen, 
the the her, her one her one liquid good nitrogen. Thing. Yeah. Um, Other than her leg. Oh, that scene with Barry Pepper. He's like, oh, oh yeah, you got an ivory leg. Yeah, I don't understand. I mean, I understand that ivory was really like a prized possession back then. But I don't understand how Cast creepy Tarantino they all are about it. in that role. I mean, anybody, but like just. <laughs> wow, you got an ivory leg. Yep. Oh, I I just but yeah. But so for her, from her one one good thing that she does when she starts the actual fight scene that goes like for the last twenty minutes of the movie, that's great. Oh, the biggest flaw that we haven't even touched upon is going back and forth with this princess bride style. Oh, yeah. Tale of, of Tonto telling this little boy the story of the Lone Ranger and how he became the Lone Ranger. Like, Too much of it. I, to- I told you that they should have had like him do a Peter Falk voice. Yep. And on that day, when I called him Kimusabi, what I really meant was, I love you. Yes. <laughs> like, Perfect. Right like, there. It, 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 I was like, wait, there is this like... There was like seven pr- of them. It, it was Rain Man and the Princess Bride, like... And pirates. And pirates, and a bad western. Well, no, it was a good western by all by all standards, but it was just like a western we've seen. True. So, yeah, there were seven of those like flash forward moments. And I you could have taken out four. I had five. There was probably two that I liked. There was the one. Well, oh, there we was just discussed it. So there was the one at the beginning. The beginning, yeah. The first, the first one, obviously, the first is one, great. The one the s- in the middle when when he um uh when he pulls out the suit. Yep, I because like that one. to establish the, the wait, how did you blow up a ridge? And he's like, oh, I already told you that. Yeah, and, and that's then, from the beginning. And then Spoilers when he disappears. Again. Disappears. At, no, there was another the one that I didn't mind either, but I don't remember what so it is. So four out of seven. <laughs> yeah, I think three of the seven could have easily stayed, and the other four were definitely pointless. And just it even actually took me out of the movie. Yeah, that's the biggest problem is is the storytelling, because it doesn't feel like a western. It feels like someone telling you a story of a western. Right, which isn't what a western is. Disney we discussed. Yep, Disney. Well, Disney doesn't do well with westerns. No. John Carter of Mars starts in like the old west and ends up in space. Well, let's not talk about that one. <laughs> Yet. Um, <laughs> and they didn't do well with the Alamo movie. The one with Billy Bob Thornton and Dennis Quaid. Didn't see it. 2003, I think it came out. Mm. It did bad. It, that sounds right. Um, they don't do well with Westerns, so maybe they should just stay away from Westerns. Oh, a Western is what killed the animated department. A West, that Home on the Range movie? I don't know if I saw that one either. That was, that was the animated one with the cows with Roseanne. Oh, no, I didn't see that one either. That killed the animation department. I guess they, I just wasn't into Westerns all so much as a kid. Well... I was more sci-fi. I was always Star Trek and etc. I, I was a weird kid because I loved sci-fi. I loved Everything, westerns. I yes. loved samurai movies. I mean, there's not a weird. It's not weird to love all of that stuff. It's just a matter of like my father was always into, more of the. Uh, my dad was into like the sci-fi every once in a while, like Star Trek, Star mm-hmm. Wars here and there. My grandfather was into like Elvis and westerns. <laughs> so like, I would get glimpses of it, but never anything as solid as your background. Yeah. So. Well, my my dad loved. So, Saturday mornings, instead of watching cartoons, my dad and I would watch TNT and we would watch um, The Green Hornet, which is based on The Lone Ranger, because Britt Reed is the great-grandson or great-grandnephew of The Lone Ranger, John Reed. And then we would watch Kung Fu. Right. So, I was getting my westerns and I was getting my, you know... um, Kung Fu? Well, 
Kung Fu is the Western. No, I know. Right. Um, and then I would get my, you know, uh, hero Western, my hero Lone Ranger stuff out. Mm-hmm. And then we would watch Batman. Of course. The 68 Batman. Yeah, yeah. Um, the best one. Yeah. 66, 68. So, like, this, this Western. If is, we can even call it that now that we've discussed that it, it's really more like a story, but nevertheless. Yeah. I mean, when. When the actual William Tell Overture battle scene starts, that's when it, I was like, you know what? I can forgive all of the the hour of exposition and the whole, you need to wear the mask, I don't want to wear the mask. I can forgive that because that fight scene with the two trains... Oh, yeah, the action bit is great. Fantastic. So good. Like, using practical effects and not really CGI. Except for the end. But we'll talk about it. Yeah, that. <laughs> but using practical effects for the actual trains moving in two different directions. Oh, and excellent. And when Johnny Depp uses the ladder. As, even though that's not how ladders work. But it still was great. Or gravity works, but nevertheless. But I do have a problem with that scene. And I told you, with the gunshots. Yeah. Because, so... There are people there? A and B. Go ahead. Well, so Tonto is on top of the roof. And... Regular Tonto, as the guns are oh, going off, that part, yep. he would just walk straight through, knowing that the bullets won't hit him, where Johnny Depp goes all Woody Allen, and he's like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, without the noises, but I get, you, I understand why you did that. Well, I did that for the hand movements in the that air, because this see. is a podcast. Correct. Uh, no, yeah, definitely. Uh, I mean, again, that's something that I didn't know, so I just took it as a Johnny Deppism, right. that it, he it, does all the time. Right, that... That was Johnny Depp Tonto. That wasn't Tonto, Tonto. And even the stepping off the ladder, which was really cool, and again, not Jack how gravity Sparrow. works, it was a Jack Sparrow, Johnny Depp moment, and not a Tonto moment. That's why you need a real, authentic Native American actor. Like I, that's probably not why you need that. You just don't need Johnny Depp. Well, true, <laughs> but but like everything depriving actors, like when they whitewash Asian actors. Oh with, yeah. And Scarlet. whitewashing with, with Native American actors with, with white actors. And the fact that Scarlett Johansson is now playing a transgender... I saw that. Like, like yeah. stop taking roles from people who... Are the actual thing. Yeah, there are plenty of transgender actors who could do that role. Isn't there are plenty of Native American actors who could do this role. role. Yep. Like, stop stealing people's jobs. Now, that reminds me, and you didn't mention this person, and I don't know, but in, in Wonder Woman, the uh, Native American guy, he was actually Native American, correct? Yep. Okay, so you could have used him, too. He was fine. You could have used Wes Studi, from, who, who is the Native American guy in, like, everything. Yeah. <laughs> like, he was the Sphinx in Mystery Men. Like, yeah. Oh, that was another movie I suggested that we did. Mystery oh, Man. that was, yeah. Um, and I didn't have a problem with that one, but this one just stood this out one to just, me. Because like, I was like, oh, I've seen I this one recently. I want four hours of my life wasted on this movie. Five hours. Uh, 29 hours. 127 hours. We cut our arms off. <laughs> nice. When, when uh, the actual... So, in the battle scene, the, this amazing fight scene ends with Barry Pepper impaling butch cavin cavendish and then the train falls over on barry pepper and like that scene when when they just flip over and they die yep. like that's amazing yeah the choreography of everything that happens in that entire probably i think 
what, did, we, did we say it's like 25 minutes probably really uh, it's probably 15 minutes yeah i mean i i felt like it was like it was that good that i felt that like it was like the last half hour of the movie it probably wasn't but yeah it was that good like everything about it there was except for the couple moments that you have the aforementioned moments but i i still don't like the fact that uh 70 year old Tom Wilkinson was trying to force himself on, like, 30-year-old Ruth Wilson. Yeah, no, that's definitely weird. And, oh, uh, we didn't even mention Stephen Root is in this movie. Bill Dotry from King of the Hill, and he is also in, um... Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, Get Out. Oh, God, he was so good in that movie. Yeah. And he's, he... What's up? No, the, the cup. Oh, yeah. I have a Get Out. Uh, I won this in a trivia contest. Uh, for for the Oscars, I have a Get Out mug. Yeah. With it's a coffee mu- uh, tea mug with a spoon. Ooh. Uh, so now you're all in the second. Place. Aha. No. Yeah, he was excellent in that. Continue but, though. And here in this, he's in the movie for like five minutes, and he ends his first arc, his first two minutes with, "Ow, I got shot in the gluteus." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Is that Which your I way of saying I got shot in the ass? Yeah, I don't understand why they did. I mean, I guess just Disney. But I, <sighs> I would have loved for him to go full Bill Dotry and go, Ah, oh, Hank. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I, I love seeing him in, in anything, but oh, yeah. he was He's wasted really in this. Oh, so wasted. Be- because, like, Tom Wilkinson loses his shit so easily. Yeah. Like, like he's... Very calm in the beginning. He's like, oh, John Reed, you're yeah, he's collective. Like, he, you think he's like this, like, if he's not a good guy, he's definitely like a border. Like, he's on the line. Lo- he's, he's walking a high-functioning sociopath. Is what it seems like, yes. And and here, he, he just goes full crazy. He Shoots just, him in the ass. He's like, who's the new chair now? And they're like, you are. He's like, yeah. <laughs> That's what I thought, because I shot him in the ass. I'll shoot you all in the ass. He should have shot all of them in the ass yes. afterwards. <laughs> Seriously. Or got his brother to do it, the psychopath, you know? Like, like I, I, I still don't understand why people are like, hey, why is Butch Cavendish following you around? Yeah, why is that psychopath who supposedly Isn't ripped there a man's like heart a out? Isn't like, $50 million, you know, reward on his head? Weren't we supposed to hang him we recently? We were supposed to kill him, right? Yeah, that's definitely <laughs> I, a big major plot hole. I would have loved to see, like, Taryn kill him and, like, Bobby, uh... Bobby Moynihan from SNL yeah. and like throwaway cameos just sitting there like hey weren't we supposed to kill that guy? Yep. No he was we, we were supposed to hang him. <laughs> uh. <laughs> like when they did the the goof on the George Clooney Nespresso Danny DeVito yes. Yeah. On, on SNL like yep. how do we know each other like that banter yeah. in that scene just cut to them in, in as two of the board of directors like hey Butch Cavendish is here weren't we supposed to kill him? <laughs> Doesn't, doesn't that guy look a lot like that guy we were going to hang? Yeah, he was supposed to die, right? <laughs> Just a throwaway. No, everybody has the same lip lip scar that this guy does, obviously. <laughs> or what if what if one of those doctors from uh, the commercials to fix cleft palates just... <laughs> <laughs> they just created, like, plastic surgery then? Yep. Wow. So... We'll just give him a haircut and no one will ever know. Oh, yeah. Yep. He'll look like, uh, what's her name on Wonder Woman? Back to that, uh, Oh, Dr. Poison. Yes, that's what he... (laughs) Yeah, he's, he looks, now he looks like a regular person. (laughs) He is a now functioning society member. Nobody look at him. Oh, the crow. We didn't even talk about the crow. Oh, we didn't. It's definitely the crow. It's, this movie has so many elements of everything in it, which, 
it's totally fine. But they definitely borrow from the crow, but it's not the crow, it's more the horse. Right. So, so like, at, at the beginning, when they all get horribly shot and murdered, um, and... Through the heart, etc. Yeah. Know, all the different places. There's a crow flying over, but then it turns into Silver, the white horse, and he brings back... You Army know, Hammer. Army Hammer. But that scene is so offensive because Johnny Depp... Well, it's not offensive, <laughs> but Johnny Depp's like... No, you pick wrong brother. No, you pick wrong brother. <laughs> this one's an idiot. This one... And the horse is like, this one has a good heart. Yeah, it keeps going back. Like, it's just... It's definitely... Okay, so we've got pirates. We've got the crow. We've got... Rain Man. Princess Bride. Rain Princess Man. Bride. Uh, we missed, I missed Goonies. One. Goonies. Yep. It's it's Be- because of the train that the, the train going all crazy is totally Goonies. Oh yeah, you know, it's just all the different fun. elements. It's it's. I mean, it borrows. It's great, but I just we we when we were watching, we couldn't help like point these things out. It's like, oh wow, yep, that is the crow. I that still, is the horse. Now. I still love this movie. I know. I still and had I fun watching it. I don't know why. Uh, like, it's just Army Hammer. I think probably it's not even like because again. People are starting to sour on Johnny Depp, including. I I I could care less. I don't. I don't. No. I mean, like we we've known for years that he was always he kind of a creep. Yeah. Because like, you didn't know that that he was like, or we don't know what he's like as a husband. Or, nope. Or, not even. Nope. But we did know in interviews like he would give one word answers and he didn't really want to be there, and he was just a total rock star because he is a rock star. Yeah. Ever since uh, that, well, what's that? A oh, secret window. That's when I was like, oh, he's a little. I thought this way about him when I saw him in interviews for What's Eating Gilbert Grape. Oh, like, you know, I hadn't. I'd be- never seen him do interviews, really. Because when... it's like him and Leonardo DiCaprio, and like a woman's like, Leo, you are amazing as Arnie. And he's like, what about me, bitch? Like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, excuse me. She's like, what? I mean, uh, yeah, you're great, too. You're good, no, too, I mean... Johnny. It's definitely Army carries this movie with his charm, with his because he everything. is the Lone Ranger and he's billed second at the end. At the end, he's the Lone Ranger for the last half hour. But of the no, fo- but the movie is called movie. the Lone Ranger. Right, and he's, that's true. It says Johnny Depp, and then in tiny letters next to it, it says Army Hammer, and then in even bigger letters next it to says that, it's the bottom card. <laughs> Which fun fact that I already told you, but I'll tell the audience: this is the first movie. That Johnny Depp and Helena Bonham Carter have been in together. That was not directed by Tim Burton. That and that still baffles my mind. Like that, that they've been in so many movies together and, and it's all it's Tim Burton. N- yeah, it's, that, yeah that, I agree. That, but I, w- I would have loved to see Army Hammer. Like they didn't show him the credits before, and he's like in the theater at the premiere with like a giant bucket of popcorn. It says Johnny Depp in big letters, and he's like, <gasps> "Here's my name in tiny letters, Army and Hammer." Helena what Bonham the Carter. hell? And then like giant <laughs> Helena Bonham Carter. What the hell? I gotta fire yeah. my agent. This is terrible. God damn it. So yeah, we've come to the end. Yes. He he saves the day. Woohoo! The um he says hi ho silver and away and Johnny Depp goes, Never say that again. Which definitely I think they gave that away in the trailers though, didn't they? Yeah, they did. Which and you so you're watching the whole movie going, Where's that funny line? Where's that funny? it's at the end. And then spoilers. That, the creepy kid because he goes the whole movie he's getting dressed up in a suit tonto is gonna be dressed up in the suit and go back to civilized society instead of standing in a museum for yeah 50, he's 60 he, years he, he's standing in the museum under the buffalo exhibit and he just disappears and the kid's like tonto tonto 
Well, I gotta go before I get kidnapped because you know the Limber baby, baby just <laughs> Limber baby, and the lights just went out. So the yeah, only the person lights in go here out. with me is the janitor. Hey, kid, you're dressed as a Lone Ranger. Do you want me to tell you a story? No, I just heard one for two and a half hours. <laughs> no, four I meant hours. Seven hours. <laughs> yeah. So, so he throws in the silver bullet, turns around, disappears, and, he's and then gone. somehow the crow slash raven, whatever was on his head either comes to life or... And murders the kid. No. <laughs> Manifests and flies away. Uh, so how many bagels are you taking out? Uh, out of a baker's dozen of 13. Baker's dozen of 13. I'm going to go with five, I think. So why? The CG of the animals, which we didn't really discuss, but drove me... Those jackalopes. What? The jackalope, the jack-o'-lanterns. Dro- no, <laughs> the jack-o'-lanterns. <laughs> I did that there in the movie, too. The yeah. jackalopes. And the buffalo. It just looked terrible. I was I like, mean, there's one real buffalo, that dead one that they're all eating. <laughs> the, the dead one that they're running over. Uh, the Helena Bottom Carter, I, as much as I loved her for the five seconds she was in it and her one good thing that she did, I think it could have gone to any other actress. Johnny Depp, as an Indian. Native American, sorry. Uh, there was something else. Uh, there's three, there's two more. Was it uh, the villains? The villains were terrible, yeah. They were just so one-note and so the boring. Lip. The lip, yeah. Which, yeah, the boring, the, the... It's just, like, you make the lip on the guy so you know he's a bad guy. Like, there were just too many things that were just like that. And then, the, I guess, number five would be the fact that he wasn't really the Lone Ranger until the last 30 minutes. Kind of bugged me. Yeah, i take out two for that. So I was originally going to take out seven... But that train scene, I totally forgot about how amazing it was. Yes. So I put one back in. So there's seven left. There's six missing. Two go to, uh, um, uh, literally what I just said. Yeah. Um, Army not being Army the not Lone being Ranger the Lone Ranger the until minutes. the last 20 minutes. 20 minutes, sorry. Um, well, no, 30 minutes because at oh, the end yeah. he still does, the, he right. walks away, he does the high ho silver, et cetera, et cetera. Right. It's just the 20 minutes of fun. I mean, like, like how long it takes him to realize he has to wear the mask. Like, he wears the mask, he takes it off, and then he wears it again. Like, yeah. just put it on. God yeah, damn that, it. That's, that why that's why we're here. That's why we're here. Not the regretful, the reluctant hero. Um, it's been done. Three for, for Johnny Depp as Tonto. Three. <laughs> so, Ouch. oh my God. Super offensive, yes. And it's just everything but one for ruth wilson because like oh yeah you didn't really like her because she looked like a duck like oh yeah like those lips were the only reason i could tell who she was she she, she has but, that that uh aardvark uh renee zellweger face yes like, like oh no these ants are ruining our picnic are, are these picnic ruining our ants yep definitely um i mean it's it's definitely that's one a, of, like, joke. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> a good one um and then the final bagel is barry goddamn pepper yeah like, i love him i loved it he was my favorite character in saving private ryan yep. as as the only person who could sleep the sniper who always got his man like he he played roger maris in 61 about mickey mantle like he is always good. And then... There's this. Then there's this. And he literally just did True Grit before this. Yeah, so he knows how to do westerns. He knows how to do westerns. He knows how to play the bad guy so well. Why? It, like, 
So all... shouldn't that be then for the writing? Because I think... No, for his actual acting, like... Are you sure it wasn't the writing? I mean... Or maybe directing both? I don't know. I mean... Gore Verbinski. Oh. <laughs> hello? I mean, hello? <laughs> um, but Gore Verbinski, like, he, this is... He made Rango, and then they're like, we liked Rango, do you want to do the Lone Ranger? He's like, sure, why not? But he just keeps getting weirder and weirder. And yes. I told you, A Cure for Wellness... I saw that in theaters. Nope, didn't see it. Um, because I went with Matt, who was on um, Brothers Bloom episode, and he's like, let's go see this. We love Gore Verbinski. And then the movie is all about people being turned into, you know, food for lizard people. And then a girl uh, who is the daughter of, of the main guy. I, director, right? Is that what you said? Daughter of the director? Not the actual director of the movie, but yeah, the director of the place. Uh, uh, Jason Isaac's character. Yeah. And he wants to sleep with her. Like, you guys weren't going to see this movie, so... Spoilers. <laughs> so, spoilers. <Whoops. laughs> like, But you weren't going to see it, because it's disgusting. And, like, this was the start of Crazy Gore Verbinski. It started with The Lone Ranger, and it's just getting weirder. Snowballing. Like, if you look at the list of the movies he made, it goes from one extreme to the other. His first movie was Mouse Hunt. Yep, okay. And then he went to... Uh, like pirates yep. no the ring then pirates then he did the weatherman <laughs> like, oh i've seen is that the nick cage one? that's the nick cage Good movie Lord where his nick son cage. his son uh gets abducted right and, and there's and, a bow and arrow and stuff but it's supposed to be a comedy so so even though his son is getting you know horrible things happening to him he takes out his bow and arrow and doop de doop de doop like gore what the hell are you doing why because he does that here. Like, there there are, like, some really funny scenes. And then all of a sudden, James Badgedale is having his heart ripped out. Like, it's a freaking, you know, section of a grapefruit. And, and he's mm. just taking the knife out. Like, uh, this it's film, a Disney film. It's a Disney film. And as I said before, every time someone got stabbed, you should hear... <laughs> and then Tink just, like, takes her <laughs> wand and... Yep. So that that's that's the Lone Ranger. <laughs> like I love it, but this this movie is bananas. Yes. Like definitely. Of the films that we did, I wouldn't say this is the worst. It's not the best either. No. But like, I mean, can we see can you see why it was a flop buster? No, actually I don't understand cuz it had everything going. Johnny um, Depp. It had Well, it had Johnny Depp. It was opening 4th of July weekend. Even though it opened up against Despicable Me 2, it should have done better than that movie. Yeah, I agree. Um, the the marketing campaign alone, they did so it much was marketing. A lot, yeah. Like I don't understand how this tanked. I think it was just the reviews. It had to a word of mouth kind of stuff. I would assume. I, I mean, this was also the same year that I think Twitter destroyed this movie, because this was the same year of uh, After Earth. Which, oh, yeah, which that was opening another... day it did really well and then the Twitter word of mouth just destroyed it. Yeah. So I, I mean that's I think that's definitely probably that probably had to do with it. That's the only thing I can think of. If this came out in like ninety nine or two thousand It would have been like the mummy. It would have been it would have been like Pirates. Yeah. Like if he made this right after Pirates instead of doing the Weatherman, this would have been yeah. huge. Mm-hmm. But he would have casted like Brad Pitt or Ryan Gosling as Or Nick Cage. Nick Cage is the Lone Ranger. Yeah, take my goddamn money now. Oh God. Oh, I would have loved that. Hi ho, silver and away. 
So, yeah. So, Derek, thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. Uh, well, see, Derek is an example of a fan yes. who always retweeted at us. So if you like us, retweet at us and send us suggestions and you could be on the podcast, too. You might be as lucky as me. So if you like listening to us, you can follow us on Twitter at Writer Bagel Basket. All the, uh, no vowels, all vowels, no vowels. Or follow us on Facebook. Email us, writersbagelbasket at gmail.com. Like us on What's the entire list? Because we have new stuff added every day, oh, people. Uh, so iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, Radio Public. Are you on Spotify? We are. Uh, no, they have to ask you to be on Spotify. Oh, is that what that is? But we okay. are on Stitcher, which is also very hard to get on. Yeah. Um, Lisbon. Um, I don't even know what that is. It's a service. Um, <laughs> it's a thing. Basically, wherever you find your podcast, you Outside will find Writer's Bit. Bagel Basket. Leave us a review, subscribe to us, and send us some love. Derek gave us a four-star review. What have you done for us lately? Probably not as much. (laughs) So until next time, I am Scott Curland. I'm Derek Brown. Bye. See ya. See ya.